Hello, everybody. It's Danielle here. Danielle, I sounded, Danielle here. <laughs> I sounded, I sounded Irish. Um, hello, welcome back to Moody. Uh, it's Danielle. It's just me, not really, but it is just me. Narco's not here. Um, we're doing solo episodes this week. I thought it'd be fun, a little bit different, and uh, yeah. So I brought someone really special here to share the moment. Of a not solo but solo episode. So my girlfriend Mary's here. So everyone say hi. You say hi. Hi. So um, I'm sorry in advance if you can't tell the difference between our voices. I don't. I don't hear it. But everybody Everyone we know else does. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna like try to make an effort to sound different, but it's kind of hard. Yeah. Especially since we're together all the time at this point. Yeah. So we kind of talk the same at some points. I feel like. To the point where my mom doesn't know who is <laughs> on who sometimes. on the phone. Your mom sometimes too. Mm-hmm. My best friend Ashley, who was on the show, uh, <laughs> I can't tell like, the difference. I feel like if you don't know us, it's easier to tell. Maybe, or don't know us that well. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't know. Anyway, but, um, so I think it's kind of fitting for us, uh, for us doing an episode together to talk about. Uh, some bad dates, mostly with men. (laughs) (laughs) Dating stories. Like, bad... Well, I also just have a... Just a bad... Bad man story. Bad men's... Bad men's. Bad men's. You know? Isn't that a Halsey album? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, uh, like, uh, bad experiences with men. Not to call the men out. I was just gonna say, I don't want people to listen to this and be like angry women loving women it's so typical or you know what I mean I want everyone to just like reflect on this as a personal experience for us yeah everyone's experience with men with women with every gender is completely different yeah so take everything we say with a grain of salt um we're not trying to call men out or anything just the specific ones yeah well and also it's important that people realize that this is a thing that like men do all the time yes people in general and I think that you'll be able to tell from the receipts that I will share that a lot of um a lot of the storylines kind of repeat themselves mm -hmm. you know so all the men out there that are listening hi we don't hate you of course not we just you know some of your friends out there really need to respect women a little bit more Mm -hmm. and that's the point of this and themselves and respect themselves yeah really yes yes okay so um I have a really good story. We're not going to go into it yet because, you know, you guys got to listen for it. You got to <laughs> earn it. Um, but I did go through an experience. What was it? This it the beginning the of this beginning year. Of this year yeah. So uh, in like January of this year where I had a really bad experience with a professor at my school and everybody. Hmm. Here's a tea. Not to spoil it, but uh, I ended up getting the dude fired. So... We'll get into that a little bit later. But a couple things first. We wanted to talk about some exciting things we have going on. Mm-hmm. Coming up. Coming up, coming up. Um, you want to talk about our psychic, one. our psychic Angie, um, <laughs> my mom, uh, who has been on the show twice now. If you guys haven't listened to those episodes, definitely go check those out because they're yes. pretty good. I think they're our best. Pretty engaging, if you ask me. So she is actually having another event again. 
Uh, this one, what is it? So I'm actually Angie's web assistant as of right now, which has been super great. Shout out to Ange. Um, so I'm helping with event organizing and her website and everything. So it's going to be on November 29th. Um, I believe it's going to be around the same time, if I'm correct. But the event's going to be really great. It's going to be past life regression and meditation. So if you guys are interested, um, uh, her website is literally just angiemcduffie.com. Um, definitely check it out. It's also in the description of so many of our podcast episodes. So definitely check it out. Or if you have any questions, you could always shoot me or marry a DM on Instagram and we'll give you all the information. Um, but something that I'm really excited about. Mm, me too. Um, I am. So for those of you that don't know me personally, I used to own an escape game company with my family uh, about a year ago. We closed down, um, and we are starting back up, and it's mostly just going to be, like, me, my brother, Mary, working on it together and creating a fully online escape room game. Uh, Games, actually. Multiple games. uh, Probably going to be opening with four different games to choose from, and they're all going to be online fully through Zoom. So, I'm really excited about it. I'm creating... The games, the puzzles, literally everything from scratchy. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing some of the art and graphics. Yeah. Super excited for that. It'll be really, really fun. So if you guys are into that kind of thing, or if you've never done yeah. them before, dude, like... If you're, if you're running out of things to do with your friends, especially in a safe way, if you don't live in the same state or county mm-hmm. or whatever as your friends perfect perfect for you yeah or your family as well like especially during the holidays we're gonna try to get open before the holidays so um like if you are staying away from your family because of covid uh for the holidays this is a great way to kind of bond and stay with each other and have fun and uh think outside the box and it's just gonna be a lot a lot of fun that's our that's our goal is to just make it make it fun fun for us and fun for you yeah so I'm excited. Uh, you can stay tuned to my Instagram. Um, I'm sure we'll post it on Moody's as well. Or if you want to follow our escape game Instagram, it's at Countdown Escape Games, I believe, on Instagram. I could be wrong, but yeah. So uh, yeah, we're really, really, really excited. And it's going to be really good. If you have any questions about it, just shoot me a DM. But um, Since I've never done an episode with Mary and I've never really spoken about this, um, I figured we'd talk a tiny bit, (laughs) only a tiny bit, about uh, how we met and yeah, how did we meet? Um, So I actually don't tell many people this, really. Actually, I feel like people don't really ask us how we met. I mean, they didn't when we first got, I mean, maybe they did when we first got together, but now. Not at this point. No one really cares, I think. But we actually met on Tinder. Um, it's pretty funny because we met on Tinder, but we um, we added each other on Snapchat and just kind of loosely kept in contact for a while, for actually over a year. Um, and we were seeing other people and just were kind of friendly um, and we're both kind of scared to ask each other out. Yeah, I would, well, I, I, I was, I've, I've never been the type of person to, to, to like, go to out on dates or, yeah. like, literally anything. I wasn't really, like, yeah. that was never my thing. 
I, when I first asked Danielle out, I, it was very much not planned for us to be in a long-term relationship Mm-mm. for either of us, but, um, I went on some really horrible, horrible dates on Tinder, which, which, which we'll, we'll get, get into. into. <laughs> um, I still had Danielle on Snapchat and I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm not really sure why I haven't asked her out yet, so why not? I have dated all these horrible, disgusting, awful people, so um, she seems really cool, so I might as well reach out, and what's cool about dating girls is if, uh, at least for me, if you don't get a girlfriend, you get a friend. So, um, it was funny, we still don't even know who asked who out, really. We kind of, I think, just agreed to hang out, I think. Yeah, I think you were just like, I think you, like, responded to one of my stories or something, and and then I responded back, and then you were like, we should hang out this summer. Yeah, um, something like that. And you gave me your number. Yeah, I was like, yeah, text me, whatever. Because, like, you seemed I, cool through Snapchat. I was like, cool, so, like, a friend. Yeah, a yeah. cool friend. And then I was like, we should date. <laughs> um, it was funny because I would always try <laughs> to, like, I always thought Dan was cooler than me. Um, which is, which is funny. (laughs) Me. It's so funny that I thought you were (laughs) Yeah, now. (laughs) Um, so it's funny. I would always respond to music. She would post on her stories and stuff and, um, listen to the music. And I'll never forget one of the songs was Disciples by Tame Impala. And I listened to it and I was like, man, she's really cool. (laughs) Um, so yeah, we... Weird. (laughs) Uh, It's not even like a. You can listen to you can listen that. It's just a good song. I just it's a great song. I I love. I wasn't a Tame Impala person at the time, and I listened to it, and I was like, "Wow, I guess I have to listen to Tame Impala." Yeah, and then we went actually out. Yeah, so we went on our first date, um, and uh, that's it. it. And then (laughs) we're married now. So. The whole thing is we, we met on Tinder, and I think we just got really lucky, especially considering um, what I've heard from other people as well with Tinder is just some horror stories mm. and, and some really indecent people on there. Uh, yeah, so I don't really have many I – don't, I don't think I even have any bad Tinder stories. I, I don't have any good ones really at <laughs> all. I just don't have anything. So, uh, Mary's going to take the floor on this one. Here we go, guys. Buckle up. So, I went on Tinder, and I matched with some guys, so I'm just going to read you a couple of screenshots. So You should read that first one that that we said. The first one that I just told you about? Yeah. Um, Okay. This is a good one, guys. So, hopefully you can tell who's saying what. I'm not going to say he said and then I said. It's just, you know. Hey, what's up, Mary? Hey, just eating some pasta. Yourself? Just chilling, lol. I thought your bio said you were looking for weed or a threesome. Good job reading. My fault. You want a threesome? <laughs> <laughs> Snaps. <laughs> it's like poetry. <laughs> um, so obviously we can tell from context clues I was not looking for weed or a threesome. Um... As I am not looking for a weed or a threesome at any point in my life. Um, so, <laughs> I made a point to put in my bio, you know, not looking for a threesome. Because what happens with a lot of bisexual women, um, a lot of men usually, I find, 
feel like being bisexual means that you are open to polyamory and or you want to have a threesome, which is just simply not the case. Um, so you'll see this is a consistent theme. Um, I'm sure shout out to bisexual women or pansexual women. You will also find this to be a thing. Um, okay, next. The background is the best. Which one? The first pick, LOL. <laughs> LOL, thanks. You look like a bad girl. Smirk emoji. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> <laughs> no. Please. Oh, God. Oh, okay. This one, this one is a man um, that spoke French. He said in his bio that he spoke, he was like native from France, you know, native from France. He was French. <laughs> he was bottom line. <laughs> he was, he could not speak very good English. Um, he says something about sports in his bio. He said, I said, what sport? Just with one girl about, I have no body and you. <laughs> and then I said, I don't know what you're saying in French. And he said, ahaha, the most sport I can do is sex. I can't do any more sport. Oh, God. Oh. And, I mean, a lot of times there would be these very vulgar messages to me that I wouldn't answer. Um, and it's just so disheartening <laughs> to get stuff like that. I would get it all the time. Um, not looking for a, for a relationship, but do you like giving oral by any chance? I mean, can you all imagine typing that on your phone and hitting send? The thing, the thing for me is... If you saw a person, if you were at a coffee shop, right, and you see someone you think is attractive sitting across from you at the coffee shop, would you go over to them and say this? No. Well, that's what Tinder gives you the platform to do. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so I was also on Bumble. I was on, like, all the dating platforms. I was just a I was just a very curious girl, okay? I thought it would be fun and funny. It was fun and funny at the time, you know? And um, this one, I just said, hey, because if you don't know on Bumble, girls have to message first, which I think is completely ridiculous. But anyway, I said, hey. He says, Mary, you down to fuck? I said, no. <laughs> and I blocked him. Um, this one says, you want to suck my duck? What I'd say. <laughs> What I'd say? I, I think my bio said, what would you say to me at a party? Oh my god. It says, want to suck my duck. Not my dick. My duck. I'd pet? This one's, please. <laughs> <laughs> this one says, you're thick. When can you sit on my face? Blech. Oh god. Um, this one is from Hinge. And on Hinge, they can send you a message without matching with you. It'll say it at the top of their... Um, on the top of their profile and it, it's also kind of cool because it gives you like a percentage of your interests that match so redacted names percentage was 67 percent um which is not good <laughs> and he says my instincts tell me that things that are bright red are poisonous my hair was red i guess but i still want to take a bite out of you ew that was just a bad pickup line yeah yeah and I think that's pretty much it for the screenshots. Um, I have so many other stories about, you know, men and boys and et cetera. But um, 
I will say, although I don't think that this is a just men problem, I think that an abundance of it is just men. Um, I have personally been victimized by men. <laughs> um, not funny. I definitely feel like the, um, the tendency to be more sexual in language and more, like, um, explicit when you're first talking to someone has pretty much only come from men for me, um, which is really scary because, <laughs> like I said, would you ever, I would never say something like that. To it just gives them a bad person. rep too. You have to Absolutely. Like, think about that too. Cause like I get like one, I have like one bad experience with a man and I'm like, oh, why men. are they like this? Yeah. You know, well, it's so annoying. Like, I mean, I've been cat called. I've been, you yeah, know, I think that's, the sad part is it's like a normal part of the human experience for yeah. a woman or yeah. the woman experience. Exactly. It really is. And what happens with any women loving women is um, you're over-sexualized no matter how you are as a person. And um, I think that it's perfectly fine and perfectly normal to be sexual, of course. Um, but it's just so frustrating when things like that are assumed. Just, uh, again, like we said before, men, if you are one of the good ones out there, teach your friends better. Yeah. Because it's just, it's so demeaning and... and it's gross. Don't it's be gross. gross. And it's kind of, like, humiliating on your end. It's, like I said, a lot of secondhand embarrassment for me. <laughs> I want to hear the stories where these lines that they say work go well yeah would they yeah. ever do they ever the, i doubt i it. think on tinder a lot of the times they do because it is there's so much i think before the pandemic especially hookup culture is so prominent in like your late teens early 20s and even 30s it's just such like a instant gratification you know but like thing. that's not is that attractive to women to to be to spoken a lot, to like that? For some women, yes. For some women, yes. You'd I be surprised. Imagine. We should get someone on the show. Yeah, that, that likes, likes it. it, or like a man. Like I'm curious. I'm genuinely yeah. curious. Like yeah. I want to know, like a player. Or something. Talk. Ask Narco. Like, oh my god. Yeah, Narco's like, such a player. <laughs> He's totally not. At I all. know. I'm playing. Narco, you're a player. Narco. Stop being such a player. <laughs> oh, why don't you do you want to do yours next? And then I I'll wanted to talk about stuff? like my tiniest story that happened to me <laughs> recently where this dude from my old college uh, messaged me on Snapchat. So this guy I didn't even know really at all. Um, I've spoken to him once or twice, like in the hallway of the school. Like we just said hello and he just was like you seem cool. And I was like, thanks. Like, not even, like, creepy way. I was just like, okay, cool. Um, and I had been out of that school for years now, like, two, three years now. And he messaged me on Snapchat, like, I don't even know what he said. I don't remember, but he was just asking to, like, hook up or whatever. And I was like, no, I have a girlfriend. And he ignored that. And then, like, the next day, he said, what if I paid you? I was like... Oh, sorry. Oop. Yorka. <laughs> um, he was like, what if I paid you? And I was like, what? Who do you think I am? Oh. Go. I, 
I think I literally said to him, go get, go to a, a strip club, go to yeah. buy a prostitute. Like, yeah. I am go not that. support a sex worker. Don't ask someone who isn't. In what world does he think that I would be down for that? Yeah. I should have said, were, pay me first. Oh <laughs> my God. Should have conned him. You should have sent him a picture of someone else's foot. Ew. No. He wasn't into feet. Who cares? That's not the point. <laughs> Draw a smiley face. <laughs> this is me. So <laughs> naturally, I uh, posted it on my Instagram. I've I at that point, um, it was shortly after this thing happened with my professor, and I was just mm. really, really we fed up. Mm-hmm. I was so fed up with how men treat women and like of any age. Mm-hmm. And I was just so mad. So I, you know, I went on Instagram and I just posted the screenshot of what he said to me. To, like, make whoever is following me aware that this is something that happens to even someone like me that's, like, clearly in a relationship, clearly fine, clearly not, like... Looking for that. Right. And he was just so disrespectful. And I was like, listen, we need to do better as people. And I was just mad. And I think I had a right to post it. I did not care. I was like, for those of you who go to this school, this Mm -hmm. is this guy. And he said this to me, whatever. I didn't care. Um, I think that once we have these experiences, um, it's our right to tell other people because it's our experience. I don't know how he would not expect me to send that somewhere because hello. Especially um, if you're writing something down, if you're physically putting something in writing... The other person 100% has the liberty to share that with other people. And even if you feel like they don't, they will because it's on their phone now. It's on their device. Yeah, so keep that in mind. be careful with what you say to people. If you wouldn't say it to your face, why would you say it online? Yeah. And that has been our PSA about being nice this to people. turned into a lesson for the yeah. boys out there. <laughs> Listen, everyone. You better be nice. <laughs> um, also, like, working... I mean, I've, I've done, I've done, (laughs) I've had a lot of people be flirtatious, Mm -hmm. like customer to worker. I think that's, again, part of the universal woman experience, especially in the service industry. Especially if you're pretty. Mm -hmm. Uh, Actually, you don't even have to be pretty. No, you don't. (laughs) You sure don't. Um, That's the idea of it. We're all pretty in our own way. Like, I think about, like, (laughs) sometimes... You know, you think about the other person's perspective and if they think they have an interest in you, whatever. But, like, it's just, like, it's just, like, you're almost trapped and required to be nice. It's happened to me, like, with people my age and they'll, like, hit on me while I'm at work. And I'm, like, what am I supposed to do here because I'm supposed to be nice Mm -hmm. and I can't be mean. I can't be mean in any sense anyway. But especially when I'm at work, I feel like I'm required to be nice and handle it with, like, poise. It's frustrating um, because I know in our cases, we feel comfortable enough to, like, go to a manager and be like, hey, this happened to me or, hey, this is happening to me. Um, but a lot of other service workers, especially in the food industry, uh, don't have a manager that has their back. And it's really scary. Yeah. You know? I would have at my most recent job, like guys come in all the time, literally every day at the time I was working because they knew what time I was working because they caught on to my schedule because I worked the same exact times every single day. And um, 
they would just sit in there. Like I had this guy that would literally just sit and just like didn't sit on his phone. He would just literally just sit there and just not stare at me, but like just sit there. And I'm like, why are you hanging out here if you don't like have work to do or at least just to like hang out on your phone like a normal person? But he would just sit there and like try to make conversation with me. I remember one time I came in. Normally I would just go into work like like I would normally just roll out of bed, get dressed and go. And that day I think I had more time to get ready or something. Like I wasn't trying to be pretty. I was just going like Mm -hmm. I had time to get ready. And also you should be able to look and feel pretty. Whatever. Anyway. And he, he came in and he was like, you look different. And I'm like oh, really? Why? Like, oh, whatever. And he was like, yeah, who are you you dressing up for? And I was like, no one. (laughs) Like, I literally was like, no one. And he was like, oh, really? Like, no boys or anything? I'm like, nope, no boys, no boys. (laughs) Meanwhile, I worked on the same street as Dan, and a lot of times I would catch these (laughs) gross men, and I would be sitting um, in the place she worked and be watching. I will never forget in my life, we call him grandpa. There was this man. He would sometimes come in without... Would he come in without a shirt? He came in without a shirt once. He came, would come in maybe without a shirt. Maybe like, you know, looking a little scruffy. Look, looking a little... um, I wouldn't say disheveled. But he looked too comfortable to be out of his house. Um, Very old man to be acting like this. Um, Would say, hey baby. Hey Danielle. Hey, baby, you know my order, whatever. I will never forget. One time he was leaving, he was like, love you, baby. See you later. (laughs) And I was sitting right there with, like, my fists clenched as this old man tells my girlfriend he loves her. The problem with him is and was, I mean, he would come in every day as well. Mm -hmm. He was not coming in for me. I know that. He just was a regular at the place. but loved you. Um. But loved me, and I'm always really nice, and there's literally nothing wrong with being nice. It just makes yourself more vulnerable to stuff like that. But the where problem he, is you can't push back. <laughs> no, I can't push back, but he, yeah, he would talk to me like that, and what am I going to say? Don't say that to me, which I could because I'm allowed to have a backbone, mm-hmm. but I'm not like that. I'm not no, that kind of person, and there's a lot of people out there that are not like that as well, so um, – I would just take it and I'd be like, you know, it doesn't really affect me like at all, but it is really like uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable and it's it's just like unfair how a man can speak to a much much younger girl like that and fully get away with it. And is it my fault that he's getting away with it? No, it's because he grew up thinking he could talk to women like right. that. And no one there's no repercussions. No, repercussions. Even if I say, "Hey, don't talk to me like that." Or he don't say that to me. He still would to other yeah. people and to other girls. And so. probably do you still. Yeah. So anyway, it, I felt like at that job, um, you know, I was making coffee. I literally felt like I was a bartender. Like the way I was getting hit on mm-hmm. with by these older men, it just. And the it, area we live in, it's just. It's just scary just it and, and and literally felt like a bartender and. That's all wasn't I getting say. paid like a bartender. So wish I was getting paid like so, a bartender. Oh, wasn't worth it. Yeah. Goodbye. Um, I guess I'll jump in really quick too. Other stories. Okay. Um, so I will share a couple of stories. Um, from before I met Danielle. Shout out to this guy. I don't know his name. I don't remember his name whatsoever. Um, he 
was definitely quite a few years older than me. I think um, I was 18. He was maybe around 23, 24, um, which is cool with me because I felt like a lot of guys were a lot less mature than their age. Um, I was snapchatting this guy for a couple days and, (laughs) and I was in this big math class like this it was a gen ed so you know um in college gen eds are a lot bigger classes and bigger classrooms um than you know higher level classes so um <laughs> I was snapchatting this guy and he was just freshly out of the shower um took his towel off and then did an inappropriate thing um, while my phone... A video? A video. Oh my god. Um, I was horrified, and my teacher was teaching, um, (laughs) and I was trying not to scream, as you can, I'm sure, tell, and it was really bad because I accidentally replayed the video. Um... bad it was he so bad he replayed it to, to watch, watch it, it again. again and meanwhile i was in my math class he knew where i was i'm pretty sure um <laughs> he um yeah he showed me all that that i didn't need to see in a video that i asked to not see um against my will it is it is actually um yeah, it was really bad. And so, I mean, it was a wrench enough that the entire row behind me and probably the row behind them had seen the video. Um, but immediately I replayed it again, laughed at it, um, showed my friend that was next to me, because what? <laughs> um, and I immediately had blocked his um, contact in Snapchat, and um, I did not block him on Tinder. Um, and he... <laughs> He basically responded to my Tinder and was like, why did you block me on Snapchat? And I was like, because I asked to not see that and he showed me anyway. He was like, oh, and then I blocked him. Um, Okay, so final, final straw. Here we go. It was horrific. I won't (laughs) go into it in complete detail. This boy I had actually um, talked to before. um, So I I was dating this, this girl for a little while and I had met him before or I had talked to him before I met this girl and then things didn't work out with that girl and then I matched with him on tinder again and um he was probably actually the nicest person I'd ever spoken to on the app he got off the bus or whatever he came out of the bus station thing that's at my school and he gave me this big hug he was so nice he was taller than me I was like oh cool I didn't think he was that tall whatever and he starts talking to me, and his voice is just so bizarre, y'all. Like, so weird. Like, very not pleasant to listen to. Um, and I didn't want to be a horrible human being and be like, oh, God, your voice is horrible. <laughs> um, so obviously I didn't say anything. Um, I tried to move past it. It was so hard to move past it, though. Um, voice is a huge part of attraction anyway um so he was nice enough to come to the campus but we had also planned pretty much an entire day together because texting was going well and he came a pretty long way and he like planned he was gonna get on the next bus back at like five o'clock or something and it was like 12 
is like 11 or 12 p.m. So um, we'd planned this whole day. We were going to go um, to this art museum and hang out there. I'm an art student. It was going to be cool. I was excited. Um, we were just going to hang out over there at this little plaza, um, the art museum. And so we get in the museum and he starts to um, like he starts to touch me like in a physical affection kind of way. And it was very uncomfortable for me. Um, like I said, I was very new to dating and I was just very uncomfortable, but also very taken back to where, um, I didn't feel comfortable being like, Hey, this is weird for me. So just kind of let it happen. Um, which don't do that. Speak up if you can. Um, and he was like, you're the most beautiful, beautiful girl in the whole world. And telling me these things about how beautiful I am. I was just very uncomfortable. And mind you, all of the things he's saying is in this horrible voice. <laughs> and looking back on it, it's really funny. Um, but at the time, I was just so panicked. And um, so we go downstairs and whatever from the museum. And we're just looking around. I was like, can we listen to music? I was just nervous trying to like get a move on with the date. And... He goes to kiss me. This is my first kiss, guys. Um, he goes to kiss me. <laughs> so bad. He goes to kiss me. And I was very tense, very uncomfortable, not sitting very close to him at all. Um, and he goes to kiss me, but my mouth was very closed and my teeth were closed and my teeth were clenched together. And, um, he put his tongue in my mouth. There's no good way to say it. He put his tongue in my mouth. His lips barely touched my lips. It was mostly his tongue. And he was just licking my teeth, simply put. Um, I pulled back so quickly. He was probably like, oh. He was like, wow, that was great. <laughs> uh, oh, God. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I think I said, um, that was too much for me. Um, and he gave me this big hug. And he's like, oh, you know, it's okay. And trying to make me feel better, I guess. And I was like, don't freak out. But like, that was my first kiss. And he was like, oh, you know, I want to show you how to kiss the right way. Take your glasses off. I'm going to show you how to kiss. And I was like, no, no, that's okay. I think I was laughing at that point. <laughs> Got up. And I was like, um, let's go to Starbucks. There's a Starbucks in this lava. Let's just go. I don't. Honestly, Starbucks, the amount of bad dates. Um, oh, God. He was he was holding my hand, and he was, like, hugging me from behind, and I was, like, screaming for help with my eyes to the barista. And he didn't even order anything, and it was just so uncomfortable. And then the date's going on. Thank God time is passing, and um, we're going to sit. There's, like, That's a little park. time does. Yep. Um, we're, just, we're walking to the park. There's a park, like, in the middle of the plaza, and uh, ended the date kind of close to here, we sat on a bench and I found out that he was a pro-life Trump supporter whose family worked on Trump's campaign. Um, I, he was just a really awful, yucky person, um, I learned. And for me, it was, uh, pretty liberating actually, because again, I'm very straight up and, uh, we were sitting on this bench and I'm literally laughing at him, y'all. Like I'm sitting there laughing. He said, oh, well, that's it. I what I, I we're gonna spend the whole day together now what and you don't you don't even want to you don't want to be my girlfriend and I was like well we can be friends and he goes 
and he gets up off the bench and leaves. <laughs> and I watched him. I was laughing so hard. Oh my God. As he was leaving, I was giggling. But as he was leaving, I was just laughing because um, now he had to catch a different bus to get back to his school, to get back to his dorm. And I was just sitting there laughing. And um, I mean, I knew the place I was in very well. And I felt pretty good about the whole situation. But ew, y'all, my first kiss was a pro-life Trump supporter's tongue in my mouth. And my what? Teeth. No, it wasn't. And um, I just... If that was your first kiss, no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of horrible dates, but I'm just really grateful to be where I am and to have a wonderful girlfriend. Um, and, you know, at least it makes a good story. It does. It really does. And we created a term for this kind of kiss. Oh, yes. Um, it's called a push pop. So if you ladies <laughs> Try out it out there, with your partner. No. If you oh. ladies out there have ever been push popped, let us know. Let us know. Push pop club forever. Five ever. Push pop club. Push pop club. Yes. But not um, not the trademarked one. Spelled a different way, okay? So we can't get copyrighted for it. Push. Push. Push pop. pop. Push with the dots over the U. Or push, like P-O-O-S-H. Pop. Push pop. Push pop. Push pop. Um, <laughs> we actually, I posted on Instagram and asked for, like, mm. stories. Yes. Uh, dating horror stories, whatever. And um, our mutual friend Lucy actually had a very similar story, yes. which I thought was really funny. I was like, oh my god, imagine it's the same dude that pushed pop <laughs> It's not, we checked. It's definitely not, but uh, in short... Lucy's part. Uh, Lucy's a founding member of the Push Pop Club. Uh, shout out to Lucy at West Waste on Instagram. Um, Lucy gave me the whole rundown of it, but just to make it a little bit shorter. Um, pretty much, I mean... The biggest part I got about out of it is that she got push pop too, yes. right? And yes. so I can feel out the fact that there are probably many women out oh, there yeah. that have been push popped. Let us know if you're um, part men too. I'm sure. Yeah, let honestly. us know if you're part of the push pop club. Um, yeah. So pretty much, she just said, "I love the way she said it." Honestly, Lucy, <laughs> great job, storyteller. Um, She's so. She funny. said, "I'm talking like as if a dog was trying to lick peanut butter from the inside of your cheeks. It was mortifying, oh. Lucy. I feel for you. I'm so sorry that happened to you, but I hope you feel better we hearing understand. Mary's story. Absolutely. Um, and oh. she said, and she said, which is actually probably even worse. Um, she said, and he was telling me that he was a virgin, but I could quote pop his cherry. Yeah. So also." Also, Lucy, I hope you're okay with me saying this. I'm sure she is, but um, she said, he called me sexy like four times, which I don't know why, but being called sexy grosses me out. And then she said, wow, you know what? I do know why. It's because I'm a lesbian. LMAO. I'm only grossed out when men say it. <laughs> I really <laughs> felt that. I, I really like, felt that, Lucy. Oh my God. So good. As, so. A, as a bisexual with a preference for women, let me tell you. Um, let's see. Uh, um, I have one which is really good. Um, she started randomly crying at the movie theater and I had to call her mom to pick her up. I hope she's doing I hope, okay. I hope she's okay, honestly. Um, this one's really good. Um, from Tinder. Uh, went to dinner and a concert for the first date and all he talked about was sailboats. <laughs> oh my god. This is so, can you imagine? It's so specific. 
you know, good for him for having a passion about sailboats. I hope he's on a sailboat right now. Uh, was was on a date with a girl, and she just started making fun of other people the whole time. Was it Dan? <laughs> uh, listen, no. Um, thanks, David, for that submission. Um, this one's good from uh, an old friend, Olivia. Hello. I hope you're listening. Um, halfway through the date, he got up to call his ex-girlfriend. He also didn't bring his wallet. Oh, y'all. I would have up and left. I hope she left. Olivia, I hope you left. Oh, my God. Thanks, guys, for sending those in. That's, um... Yeah, we appreciate it a lot. It makes us feel less, uh, isolated over Definitely. here. Definitely, yes. Um, yeah, those are... Those suck. All of them. I, I think <laughs> I went through... Yeah, I, I went through all of them for sure. But, yeah. um... And those of you who didn't send anything in but still have stories, now you know that there are more people like you. So that's nice. It sucks, but it's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the big story. Um, I can't. I can't really go into too much detail about it. I'll actually get in trouble um, by my school. But uh, just not going to give away details that would make you figure out what school I go to. If you know me personally, then you know it's not a big deal. But um, what school I go to and what professor it was specifically. But yes, I got a professor fired. Uh, That sounds so like... Sounds so juicy and like I did something like crazy. It's actually horrible. But... It's horrible. Yeah. That um, that had to happen, you know? It was a really rough time, actually. I, I was considering dropping out of school and finding a different school to go to, so... Pretty much, I, I had started this class um, that I was actually really excited for, and I started it and <laughs> left it within the first three days of class because this happened very, very fast. So um, this professor, I did not know him at all. I did not know of him at all, and I never saw him around campus, and I know he's never seen me around campus. I literally did not know who he was. And I got into class. Uh, it was normal, whatever. He said, okay, let's take a break. So I took a break and um, was walking to the library where there's like a coffee shop in there. So I was just going to go get coffee. I was tired. And I was walking and he was in front of me with another student. And so I was like, I'm not going to like walk with him because I don't know this guy. I can't really strike up a conversation with this guy yet. Um, So I just kind of like trailed as far behind him as I could so that I didn't speak to my professor I don't I didn't want to Dan is also I mean I know you guys hear her on the podcast and she's talking about and stuff but Dan is not at all a social butterfly no not at all I don't like talking to people that much especially that you don't know especially I don't know even I don't I don't care he's my professor I yeah. don't know him he's a stranger um so I get to like almost the door of the coffee shop and he actually turned around and he looked at me and he said you come with me and I was like oh okay like as my professor my first thought is not oh that's creepy uh it was more of oh I was a little bit late to class maybe he wanted to be like hey why were you late whatever so I like went up to him whatever and he said uh come up to my office so I was like okay am I in trouble Mm -mm. and um took the elevator up and in the elevator he was like who are you and I was like what do you mean like I literally I was so confused and I was like what do you mean he was like like who are you 
So I was just like trying to like give him the most general answer as possible, like just whatever. And he asked for my major, whatever. And uh, got to his office and we started talking about like my goals for my career and stuff. And, um, you know, I was just saying like I wanted to be in radio, I wanted to be interviewing and I'd love to interview like music artists, whatever y'all know. And he was like, oh, well, I can help you. Like, I have this friend and he offered me tickets to Coachella last year, but I didn't go. So like this year, like I can, you can go, like I can get you in and like, you can like interview people there. Wouldn't that be so cool? Whatever. And like, obviously now, like looking back, that sounds weird. And, I like, want to say, as soon as you told me that, I was like, um, no, hello. Well, no, I knew it was weird, but also I was at the time I was like, it's hard to wrap your head around ulterior motives when it's your professor. And it's like, I think about other professors I've had that genuinely wanted me to grow and be better. Um, and it was but genuine. Th- but this was not like that. This was like a favor. Well, clearly. Yeah. Right. I know this. Um, yeah. So... I was just trying to sound as comfortable with it as possible. So I was just going along with it. I was like, yeah, that would be great. Of course. Sure. Um, So he was like, yeah, let's get a move on it, whatever. And he was like, you know, we can start doing stuff now. And I was like, okay, okay. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I didn't know what to say. I was just like, okay. And so we actually went back to class because we literally just took a break. And um, he started calling me out in class, like, oh, there's some people in this room that I'm going to make famous. And he was looking right at me. And I'm like, what? You don't even know me. Like, you don't know what I'm capable of. I could be a terrible interviewer. I could be a terrible writer. I could be a terrible person. You don't know me literally at all. And he was, like, so for helping me um, get to, like, Coachella. I think that's when it started to hit you. Yeah, and I'm sitting there, and he's calling me out in class. And I, I, like we were just saying, I'm quiet. I'm very to myself. I don't want to be singled out like that at all who does but like especially me I was like so uncomfortable with that and um so I left class that day and then the next day I went into class and um it was a normal class he called me out a bunch of times of course um but then I you know I told my mom what happened of course and I told everybody and and you know and I was like, don't let that happen again. When class ends, like, leave. Get right out of there, like, as soon as possible. So class ended, and I shot out the door. And he was talking with, with another student, so I was like, perfect. Like, he's not going to stop me. I walk out the door, and he opens, he, like, runs out of the classroom, opens the door, and he says, Danielle, hey, wait. And I was like, oh, what do I do? So, like, I was like, okay. And then I got back in there. And he looks at the student. He's like, oh, this is Danielle. We're working together. I'm like, what is he talking about? No, we're not. What, like, where is that coming from? Um, and then, um, yeah, I had to stand there and, like, wait for him to be done talking to the student. And I'm like, what does he want? Like, wh- why, 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 why? And um, I, he, the student left, whatever. And he was like, oh, do you have time? Or are you, are you, are you, do you have to go somewhere? I was like, yeah, I'm actually meeting my parents because I was. And he was like, okay, well, can they wait? Like, like not that long, but like, can they wait? And I was like, not really, but like, what, what's up? <laughs> I think I literally said, not really, what's up? And um, 
he was like, come, come, come to, come to my office. And so I went, what? I don't know what to do in these circumstances. I'm like, this is a professor that it's the second day of class. And like, you didn't have anything on him at that point. No. And I'm so. like, schools don't deal with stuff like this. Like they just don't, especially when it's not tangible enough yet. Like he hasn't done anything. Um, so he gets, I get to his office. He starts asking me about my parents. Like maybe because I mentioned that I'm meeting up with them. But he was like, oh, are your parents strict? Um, like, how are your parents at home? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, they're not strict. They just care about me. Like, like normal parents. I was like, I don't know. And um, so then he asks me, oh, are you, this is like, he was so hyper in his, in the way he spoke. So he was like jumping from one thing to another. And, and eventually he got to, oh, so they're not strict, but are you seeing someone? Are they okay with that? And I was like, whoa 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 my brain said reverse my brain said and I was like what and he was like are you seeing someone and I was like um yeah and they're actually really cool with it like I first of all I I didn't know how how to answer that and second of all I didn't even realize that he would even ask me that in the first place because obviously that is so inappropriate yeah, for anyone in a professional setting to ask you. No, no, let sure. alone and your superior that, and your teacher. But also, how do, what does that have to do with why you brought me into your office? If you want to talk about how you want to help me make it or whatever, you're not asking me if I'm seeing anybody. That makes no sense in the context that he wanted to speak to me in. Period. So, um, of course, we all know where this is going at this point. <laughs> yeah. So, unfortunately, uh, uh, luckily, like no, nothing terrible happened but it did really mess me up no matter what so I was like I gotta go like I have to go because I was like I need to get out of here and so he was like yeah yeah yeah, we're gonna go anyway so he gets up and we start walking and I didn't realize that he was gonna leave at the same time as me apparently and he so at my school there's as most schools there's a teacher parking lot and then a student parking lot this teacher parking lot was so far away from the student parking lot and I wish I had this the teacher parking lot because there was you had to walk so far um so he starts walking me all the way to my car and while we're walking he was like you know I've, I've been thinking about like how um how we can you know make this work whatever and he was like like it was so scripted almost like he was like oh I know we could work together. Like you could work with me. And I was like, why? <laughs> and he was like, well, you know, it would be really beneficial for you and you could learn a lot and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, but what do you need me to do for you? What did he say? I don't remember. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He said he made something up. He said he said like something almost like can be taken the wrong way. Um, in response to that. And I was like, at that point, I was like, all right. mm -mm." But he walked me all the way to my car. So he knew what kind of car I drove. He said, you can help me with something. He's like, you can help me do this. Oh, I'm sure you can help me with a lot of things. I'm sure you can help me. Yeah. I'm sure you can help me with a lot of things is what he said. Um, Didn't say it in a, like, oh, I'm sure you can help me in a lot of ways. It was just like, I'm sure you can help me in a lot of ways. Like, I had, I interpreted it in the bad way, but what else would he mean? So, um, yes, he walked me all the way to my car and 
I was so scared, got in my car, locked the doors and drove away so fast. I was flipping out like completely. Um, so yeah, uh, I was sitting on that for a while. I, I started skipping those classes and I was sitting on it and, um, you know, it's just hard when you're in that situation. And I know the reputation colleges have with, um, any sort of uh, misconduct, uh, in any, in literally any way. Um, so I was just sitting on it. I'm like, you know, if I tell the school, I don't really know how they're going to deal with it. I don't want to have to go to another school. And eventually I just built up the courage to go. Um, Mary came with me, my parents came with me and I just had to go to the Dean, tell them everything that happened. And then I had to go to title nine, tell them everything that happened. And I, I stressed to them how uncomfortable I felt. And, um, I was like, listen guys, I know like no lines have been really crossed, but like I felt so uncomfortable and I felt like I felt it, you know? And thank God my academic Dean is the nice guy he is. And he was so, so, so understanding and actually so genuinely upset to hear about it, which made me feel, he made me feel so much better about they it. They were very much like, you have the right to feel this way. Thank yeah. you for coming to like, tell I us Like, I kept this. saying, I know he didn't cross lines. And he was like, no, no, no. Like, you're entitled to feel that way. It was a long process. I had to type up, like, a whole statement. And, and really, I had to do a lot that was, like, tolling. And I had to keep talking about it, which was really sucky. Um, and I also had to keep going to the school where I was scared I was going to see him. I was so scared I was going to see him and be, he would be like, oh, Danielle, where have you been? And I, I just was scared. I knew, I knew he knew what car I drove. He still knows what kind of car I drive. I'm still scared of going into campus. Thank God for online classes now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so eventually I got an email or no, I got a call from, um, the title nine, um, and the head of his department um and they said that he is no longer working at the school and I lost my mind I was like oh my god I can go back to school I can go to school and feel okay knowing that he's not there um so it does sound like tea but it is a really like really serious really serious story and I'm sure there has been much worse things to happen. I can't imagine how other people feel when worse things happen to them. I was scared for so long, even going to school um, after I knew he wasn't on campus, just because I, I I would be out in public and think I mm-hmm. saw him and my I would you lose get fight it. Or flight and- I would freak out. And yeah. I mean, I'm sure that will still happen to me now. So... It's scary, y'all. It's really scary, and mm-hmm. you never know. It's a bad story, but it's serious, and um, mm-hmm. maybe if it's happened to you, you'll get the courage to say something about it. Um, but it's hard. It's hard. I know how hard it is. Nothing crazy, crazy, crazy even happened to me, and I was terrified to come forward mm-hmm. about it. So I understand, and uh, just know that you're not alone, for sure, yeah. in how you're feeling. Definitely. But uh that's a rough story kind of sad to leave off on but um that's all we got for you um i hope you enjoyed this episode um thanks again make sure you guys follow us on instagram at moody the podcast um 
you can follow our personals if you'd like. They're mentioned in uh, the Moody the Podcast bio. And then make sure you follow uh, Mary and her art page as well. Yes. So my main Instagram account where I have all my personal things and pictures of Dan and our dog um, at hello Margie, M-A-R-G-Y-Y. And uh, my art Instagram is Mary Anastasia Art. Um, the, there's no extra A. So it's just Mary Anastasia Yeah, RT. it's a shared A. Yep, Mary Anastasia RT. Um, I am a printmaker. I do photography and digital art and graphic design. So And commissions sometimes. Yes, commissions sometimes. Yeah, so give her a follow um, if you're not already. And yeah, uh, also don't forget, follow or keep up with my Instagram for the escape room. We're really excited. I'm sure I'll talk more about it in the future. And uh, with mine for readings for Angie as well. Uh, me and Narco will be back recording together. Uh the next recording that you hear so don't worry about it we'll be together let me know if you like these solo episodes i hope you did hope you guys learned something you guys literally you guys out there learned something yes you girls too but uh let's just all teach each other to be better people please um for the sake of our mental health absolutely um we're gonna end with a song for those of you who are listening on spotify if you're not listening on spotify Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. We'll see you soon.